Hello and welcome to What Our Point Weekly, where we bring together a variety of perspectives to discuss the biggest stories of the week and decide what our point, or if in fact there are no point at all. Please, if you like what you hear, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Today it is Wednesday, May 11th. Everyone is with me. Hello, everyone. Hello, Seth. Hello. Hi. I think we should backtrack a week or two ago and talk about the leaked Supreme Court decision or i guess what is it it's not a decision yet it's just a um explain it to us dan you're the most legally knowledgeable so normal supreme court process is the case is heard so let's say this case was heard i think in december and immediately thereafter the judges meet that that friday they get there like nine of them to sit in a room and they lock the door and they go around the room and decide and initially say okay we heard this case should roe v wade be overturned and they just like go around the room from the old youngest to the oldest, I think, or oldest to youngest, in terms of like tenure in the Supreme Court, and count votes. And so they said, five people in the room said, yes, Roe v. Wade should be overturned. And then of those five, they pick one of them to write a draft opinion that would be like the reasoning for why Roe v. Wade should be overturned. And so in this case, Clarence Thomas was the most senior judge in the majority opinion, but decided to give the opinion to Justice Alito. And so then Justice Alito, starting in December, start, writes a draft. And what usually happens is that will take, let's say, a couple of months because it's a very weighty opinion. And once he has a first draft, he'll send it around to all the judges and say, what do you think? The goal being that the other four people that said they were on his side should read his draft and say, yes, I'm still on your side. Or if he people think that his opinion was too extreme, someone might write another opinion and say, Alito's too crazy, here's my take, like, join my opinion. And then they kind of like lobby back and forth to get five people to join their side. So he did his first round and released that in February. And then what seems to have happened in late April is that one of the five people who was on board for fully overturning Roe v. Wade, most likely speculations, Brett Kavanaugh, was wavering in his support for fully overturning Roe v. Wade. And so the conservative legal movement leaked that there had been five votes. So that way, if in June, when the full decision came out, five people didn't vote to overturn Roe v. Wade, it'd be very public, which conservative justice should be blacklisted from all events ever. So and you like do think it's a conservative movement. leak. It's not a liberal leak because it like it sort was, of calcifies yeah. their position and makes it impossible for them to shift. Exactly. And it, I would say that the leaks since then have also been, there was an, opinion, an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal, I think about three weeks before the leaked opinion, that basically was the prelude to the leaked opinion. And so there's been some other breadcrumbs that there were five votes and the chief justice was trying to get someone. So Justice Roberts wants to like effectively overturn Roe v. Wade, but not do it as in such a draconian manner. And he's trying to get one vote to his side. And since conservatives were brought up, I will allow Nick's rebuttal. Uh, hold on. I'm I'm walking. Um, I don't. Are you don't walking to a, a protest at the Supreme leak. Court over the leak? What? Do you think it's interesting that the Supreme Court, after this leaked opinion came out, that they put up like 15 foot fences around the perimeter of their yeah, I mean, building? Look, I have my own personal opinions of abortion, and uh, I think they kind of differ a little bit from the, you know, whether or not overturning Roe v. Wade, whether or not that actually impacts um, sort of making this country a more pro-life country is, is I think, up for debate, but... I think that uh, certainly I don't think it was a conservative leak. I think most people, even on the left, think that it came from uh, a liberal-leaning justice, like a clerk, either on the liberal 
side of things to kind of embarrass conservative justices. I mean, that, this is well, that's pretty fucking telling that if the draft on its own is embarrassing enough to yeah, be a well, fucking scarlet letter on all these but then, assholes. So, <laughs> the hypothesis that Dan was putting saying is that this was a conservative ploy to put pressure on Kavanaugh. I don't, I don't necessarily buy into that. But would the um, liberal justices and their offices even receive this draft? Yes. The majority of every every okay. Supreme Court justice. If you look at the actual the first page of the draft says sent to and the normal procedure is you gotcha. send it to all because if you're when they took that vote, there's five people supporting fully overturning it. And then Justice Roberts was in the position of let's mostly overturn it. And then the three more liberal justices were in the opinion of, no, this has been a constitutional right for you know 50 years. We shouldn't just throw it out because we want to, one of them would be writing the dissent. And so they would get this draft and they would start writing the, the dissent and then circulate gotcha. that, that usually a sense. month after. So probably in March, a, dis, a draft dissent went around. This like fixation on who uh, is to blame for leaking this draft, I think it's just so fucking preposterous. Like I, who the fuck cares where this came from? Like, I, I just don't think it matters who's to blame for leaking this and like despoiling the Supreme Court and all this bullshit. This is just such a classic distraction technique from the fact that this is the first domino to fall in completely overhauling the way that Americans are allowed to live their lives. Like this is like, I, I don't know. It's just such a. a I agree. Uh, and so let's move on from that. And okay. Dan, what do you think about this opening Pandora's box about privacy law? Because everyone's saying that this now, if this is overturned, you can use that as precedent to change all these other lies, laws that are, oh, that was a good Freudian slip about our right to privacy. Is that what's uh, coming up next? Like, you know, all these laws yeah, about so the, sodomy or interracial marriage or all these other things. Right. So the conservative legal dream is definitely to overturn gay marriage, the constitutional protection for interracial marriage, which is kind of crazy. Um, the constitutional protection to have has, the police who, who not has arrested. advocated for getting for overturning the loving case on the right uh, like who all, who have all seen of the, my all of the, the federal society official position is that it was a wrongly decided supreme court case so is that true conservative legal establishment yes can we fact check that is there a fact you can, check siri you can check that they don't uh, think I'm sure that, Dan had to answer those questions on his constitutional law class. I, I, I mean, if you just read any like Clarence Thomas opinion, right, who's the hero of legal academia. Well, his uh, I mean, his own marriage would be like that, that's completely insane. He's in an no, interracial marriage. You would marriage. say I support principle over personal. No, uh, that's insane. I mean, that's so that's, I would in the in this current in the next two years. Affirmative action will be unconstitutional. That's happening. Abortion will be not constitutionally protected. Then the next thing that will happen is many states are already passing like bans on Plan B, bans on contraception, and that will the Supreme Court will not strike them down and say that's okay. That you could live in the middle of the country will then no longer have access to contraception. It's coming. I don't and, buy that, but whatever. I mean, in defense of Clarence so Thomas, he seems to be. The already said that this is like that. that right. That, they already passed. One of the states already passed a fifty thousand dollar penalty. I mean, sure. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, the, next thing. Okay. So there's a couple other Supreme Court cases that are on similarish ground of do you have a right to a public education if you're not an American citizen? So that's a case that's being about to that's going to be relitigated. Are you? An American citizen, if you are born in America, but not to 
parents of American citizens. So birthright citizenship is not is like also something that Ted Cruz has argued against. And Mike Isn't Senator Ted Mike Cruz Lee. an anchor baby as well. Isn't he? Uh, is, aren't his parents Canadian? Sorry, <laughs> yeah, whatever. I mean, in defense but of all these people, aren't his parents Canadian? Uh, I don't know the. Well, it just shows how selfless, yeah, shows how selfless all these people are, that they're willing they to sacrifice their principle. own yeah. personal freedoms for these larger ideological So ideas. are you saying that Ted like, Cruz would get deported? I think this is Canada? a great idea. No. I mean, no, I'm um, only I, mean, I think so the, the other one is, there's a famous there's a case that happened recently called Masterpiece Cake Shop, which is about if you are a business owner, do you have the right to discriminate based on your religion on the people you serve? So in the 19... 19- 60s, a lot of businesses said, you know, I'm religious, I'm not going to serve someone who's black. And the court said, you can't do that. But that is definitely back on the table as a thing that people can do. We so wait, I here. have a really, in my opinion, I think this is a brilliant idea. So let me just walk you through this logic. Which real quick. brilliant idea? So wait, Nick, you need to oh, this idea. Sorry, sorry. Um, okay, this is my brilliant idea. So if you follow this logic, people believe that you become a person or you have personhood rights once an egg and a sperm create the formations of a new baby, a conception, right? So people always say, I'm this I'm this many years old, and they equate that to their birth date. By that logic, you would no longer be as old as your birthday. You would be nine, eight, eight and a half, half months older, correct? So couldn't you change all these laws like Medicare or driving or drinking or serving in the military? You would have to tack on nine months to all of those things to logically fulfill the principle that you are a person at conception. Isn't that correct? Wait, is this a South Korea reference? Because like this is literally happening in South Korea right now. Is that really? No, I think yeah, this so is Korea, like... So Korea has <laughs> two ways of counting your age. There's the what's called like Western age, which is the normal way to do it. You're zero when you're born. But in Korea, the day that you're born, you're considered one year old. And then, like, the first new year, you turn two. So it's just, like, fucking completely chaotic, and it's been an absolute nightmare in terms of, like, vaccine eligibility. So the incoming president of South Korea is, like, we're getting rid of Korean age. (laughs) So we're, like, everyone's going to be joining the modern world to go, like, Western. Yeah, it's very funny. I just think this is a great uh, idea to lobby at the Republicans who are so into these sort of, like, nitpicky semantic things to use their poison against them by being like, if you really want to go down this rabbit hole... This is what's going to happen. Well, are you are you putting into question like the Gregor- the use of the Gregorian calendar? Is that like I mean, I, aren't, another thing about birthdays. I mean, the history. I'd be interested to see the history of birthdays being celebrated. Like, is that sort of a Judeo? That's certainly like a Christian tradition, you know, based off the birth of Christ being celebrated. But I mean, I, I could be ignorant on this, but I'm I'm just. Well, I'm just I know saying, Jehovah's official, Witnesses don't celebrate official birthdays. Age, your official age in the American government is tracked to your birthday, correct or no? Yes. Yes. And then if you then believe that you you were a person at conception doesn't that not logically compute with your birthday being your age or no well by by definition birthday like if you just break down the that's not your age so the birthday and age are not the same thing then correct i like if you if you subscribe to the theory uh, I don't know. Like, it, I'm it just trying to on, like, how exhibit how stupid. Like, I agree with you. I agree with you, Seth. No, I am. I agree, uh, I agree that, sadly yeah. very old now, then, because I just added nine <laughs> months to myself. No, <laughs> no I, I mean, up here. if you want to talk about it from like where you become a person and you have like a concept of personhood that's like four months after birth like this is why you can't sleep turning babies before they turn four months because they they have no concept of like the self yet 
So, you know, you can get into a lot of different definitions. They're all potentially valid, but I think the simplest one is just your birthday is the day you're born. That's right. <laughs> anyway, you know, I'm going to I'm going to introduce a Korean age bill to oh my local. It's it's fucking chaos. It caused it's you know, no we're laughing, but it it's caused like huge fucking problems with the vaccine rollout and like eligibility because like no one you could just submit your age on a form and no one knows whether you're referring to like western age or korean age it's just been like a huge fucking headache so i think it's funny did seth really not know that that was a thing in south korea and just made it up on the spot yeah well, i had he, no idea just, i've been it. thinking about this for years because it makes no sense yeah, to me because everybody always yeah um i would say you know what else is chaos the nba playoffs dun 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 uh, wait i have a question do we think time is linear no because wouldn't no. that throw this entire concept of tracking age into question yes i agree wait. but wait isn't time also space it's true <laughs> we should pause to reflect we should have five minutes of silence <laughs> to reflect nick do you have any thoughts on the most recent arm shipment to you Ukraine? Should we spend the money uh, trying to solve inflation oh, in the United States or not? Yes. Yeah. Uh, contrary to some of uh, folks that I used to work for, I support $40 billion. I think you cannot put a price on the downfall of Putin's regime. I think that's like a MasterCard commercial in foreign policy. It is priceless. <laughs> so it, we can save trillions of dollars down the road. <laughs> If the if Putin's regime collapses because of this war, I agree with that, and I think we should take the pain, the inflation pain, until that point comes. Well, this forty billion it doesn't. This isn't causing inflation. This is helping our small artisanal uh, anti-tank missile developers, those homegrown <laughs> organic missile developers in Massachusetts and Arizona at Raytheon and in Texas. It's helping those folks out, and um, they make a really good product that is defending freedom in Ukraine. So. I support it. Okay, so you want to move to NBA playoffs, Dan? It seems like we should make this a short episode. I am loving it so far. What a great playoffs. I The thing that was so fun last night was Luca and Booker hating on each other. So fun. The playoffs are undoubtedly better when people are talking shit. Like the Horford-Giannis little back and forth in, in game four of that series like there's you, you can't possibly argue that this is not enhancing you know the intensity and and the overall like level that these guys are playing at like if Giannis doesn't talk shit to Horford I don't know does Horford not score 16 points in the fourth quarter I don't know it seems like uh he, he even said that 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 gave him a little extra little extra motivation yeah, so his wife's tweet was hilarious where she that was, was like sister, I know that face his wife that's his sister, oh, his his sister? Wife. yeah Sorry. that's okay like i I know that mad face. That was just very funny. What do you think, Dan? You think the Celtics are going to win it all, Mr. Homer? I'm not Mr. Homer. I'm usually very self-critical. Um, I would say tonight is a huge, huge battle. I thought the interesting thing that game four, the game three and four strategy of let Giannis cook, but he's going to get tired seems to be a decent one, right? Like they're just saying, okay, fine. If you want to score 35 points on 30 shots and you're going to get fouled 12 times and have four defenders in your face every time, it's hard to keep that up for, uh, especially now that the games are going every other day. I think that's like a big, big factor to watch is Giannis definitely like, at one point he had to get check out in the middle of the fourth quarter because he was too tired. So yeah. that's an interesting strategy. I think, I mean, Derek White, like turning into being able to make a shot and Al Horford, I don't even know, taking like fountain of youth pills. Al, Al Horford dunk or on Giannis was I don't I've never seen Al Horford do that and he's like 37 years old or something right Ben what and are your 35. thoughts on that also being an 35. offensive foul that he also punched Giannis in the face as he was dunking oh that's a fucking joke that was ridiculous yeah uh, exactly like, come Giannis, on Giannis, uniform opinion his elbowed many 
like thank god they didn't rule off the basket whatever uh the chase dump block that Giannis had on tatum where he sticks his entire elbow into tatum's face was like a million times worse and didn't get called for anything beyond an end one uh, i think the biggest wrinkle that the celtics have figured out is the three guard lineup like they're playing even smaller you know everyone's talking about how oh tatum kind of woke up in the fourth quarter well, the reason why he fucking woke up is now there's not two seven footers in the lane because brooke lopez is having to guard Horford out in the corner. And like the one time that he crashed down to cut off a Tatum drive, Horford's wide open for a corner three. So if the Celtics can get away with playing like three guards, then I think that they're going to have a lot more success. And the reason why they can do this is because Marcus Smart can guard Giannis credibly at the point of attack. You know, there's no other guard in the league that could do this. Maybe Drew could, but I don't even know. Uh, Smart's significantly stronger um so a lot comes down to that. what's that herb jones could he's not a guard he's a wing yeah well that's he's like a shooting guard isn't he or he's a he's a he's shooting like six forward. seven he's a wing Who? herb jones he usually he plays at the like two six, sometimes seven? whatever i think that i mean well, I herb know. jones then, is great but yeah yeah you know who also is great al horford just gonna say it again. Uh, I, it's just so fun. I love Al Horford. I'm so happy he's back with the team. It's, Nick, who uh, do you think's gonna win the finals? Who's who's your bet on? Rip Jones is six seven. He's a wing, not a point guard. Anyway, sorry. All right, Nick is gone. I guess. All right, Ben. Do you want to just about Celtics? All right, all right. Good choice. You you pleased all the other listeners. Should, uh, well, no, no. We want. I'm. I would say. I think if the Celtics win tonight, then they are looking pretty good. The Heat are gonna be tough though. The Celtics usually play like shit against the Heat, so that's gonna be. That would a be a great series. matchup. Just hardcore defense against. Hard Hardcore defense. Okay. Yeah, I really hope the Sixers pull that series out because I don't see any way the Celtics lose to the Sixers, to be honest. Um, the Heat, I could see them going down to. But I, I still think that like the winner of Bucks celtics is going to make it to the finals. And increasingly, I feel like the winner of Dallas phoenix is going to go to the finals on the other side because i just like golden state just looks everyone, a little weak right i don't know but they can get going if the shooters like, the problem like, is their yeah, perimeter defense four is different so players much that can go yeah. off on any night no, i think the I problem think is their perimeter defense is so much worse their wing depth especially with paint gone now kind of sucks so like clay's clay's a shell of himself clay's now like a defensive liability when before like the secret sauce to the golden golden state success is like clay could lock down any opposing backcourt player and he just can't do that now pool is a defensive liability curry's defensive struggles have been overstated but he's still a net negative on that end so you're just basically asking draymond to clean everything up behind them maybe you could put wiggins on someone but even then like wiggins has never been an elite elite defender so they've gone from like clay elite igadala elite draymond elite like three of the 10 best defensive players in the entire game at when they were at their apex to a pretty shitty facsimile of that so like the fact that they're struggling with this memphis team which is clearly not ready and uh, is kind of was lucky to get past the Timberwolves. I don't, I don't know. I don't think it bodes well. I think I would favor either Dallas or Phoenix over Golden State right now, personally. Dallas, really? Maybe. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Luca's Luca would be the best player in that series by a fucking mile. Uh, number one, there's no one on Golden State could possibly do anything to stop him. What are you talking about? What are you making that face for? And Steph Curry is better than Luca Doncic. No, that is not correct. That's just not correct. Now it's not correct. Steph Curry's peak, if you're talking about prime Steph Curry, yes, prime Steph Curry was better than Luka Doncic. He's nowhere near as good as Luka Doncic right now. Luka Doncic is a top five player in the league, unequivocally. Steph Curry's not that. Okay, Ben. We'll see. We'll see. I don't think the matchup is going to happen at this point, but I think both of those teams are clearly better than the Warriors right now. Like, people freaked out about the Warriors because they beat, like, the Nuggets, who are probably, of the 16 teams that made the playoffs, I think the Nuggets might have been the worst one 
out of all of them when you consider i don't know i don't think i i think the the suns might be better than the warriors but that's way too close to call and to say that the mavericks are then better i don't know 64 games yeah but that that was before the emergence of jordan pool i think that sun the warriors offense play pool's been the warriors best player all year yeah yeah he's in should win most improved but um well it's i mean it's before his emergence with clay and like the full complement of the warriors players that's That's clay is a Terrible, terrible. Clay is a massive albatross on that contract going forward. He's getting forty million dollars a year. That is a bad fucking deal. That is like not Westbrook level. I think it's Westbrook it level. Not, Westbrook it's like in that shorter, same. So. It's in that conversation. Wow, I'm sensing a lot of hate on this podcast. There's no hate. Okay. I love, no, okay. like, a lot of hate. Peak love Warriors are one of the best teams I've ever seen. Like most exciting team to, to watch. watch. Yeah. But Clay Thompson is not. He's a Shelvin. I mean, like who can blame? He's missed three years. Achilles and then yeah. ACL. Like. Back to back, it's brutal. He's lost like all of the foot speed that made him an elite, elite defender. Like he's now just a spot up shooter, and his spot up shooting is inconsistent. He offers nothing on defense anymore. Okay, what else? Yes, agreed. Yeah. Um, I think we should also talk about some of the Premier League drama. We have a Los Angeles Dodgers owner is going to buy Chelsea. Oh, right. How's that? Weird. Man City has is restocking from their recent crises so what do yeah, you think holland is going to be that's going to make the premier league gonna really make fun he's going to i mean like are they just the prohibitive goals. favorite now for the next few years what do you think no not necessarily i mean i think they're still probably the best team but they're not like prohibitively better than liverpool i don't think biggest thing is like we've seen recently that transfers from the bundesliga struggle and holland in particular as a player is like a guy who's thrived in transition and city have the ball 95 percent of the time so i don't know how well that's going to translate personally he's just so good in the box i'm not scared because he'll get a lot of touches in the box and just make something out of nothing i think he'll be fine yeah i don't disagree like he's obviously a penalty box monster but pep has always preferred forwards who contribute to build up play and that's simply not his game so we'll see it's going to take adjustments for both sides i don't doubt he's going to be a success ultimately but i don't think he puts them like a tier above liverpool to be honest especially you know before we see liverpool sign like i wouldn't be surprised if luis diaz next season has a better year than Erling Holland, given he's wow. had an extra six months to settle in, not necessarily in terms of like overall goal scoring, but if you sit back and look at like the overall contributions Impact, of the players, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if yeah. DS is better. Should we end where it all should begin with a Tom Brady shout out that Tom Brady was just like, oh, I'm not retired and I'm going to sign a futures contract to be the most highly paid NFL announcer in the history of sports for 10 years. Like, does anyone else think that was just. It is insane. And it shows. He's searching a little bit for what to do next. Like, of course it's Fox. Well, I mean, Fox had an opening in part. I think that's partially what it was. But I would say he almost bought the Dolphins and was the GM. And then almost went to be the quarterback of the 49ers and almost retired and then instead signed a deal that maybe in a couple of years he's going to start. He's like a two year forward deal to. He's a very he's a forward, very forward thinking person. He's an innovator. He is an innovator. He's going to he's going to have a, he's going to build a condominium with Elon Musk on Mars one day or something. I bet. I mean, he maybe. Might. I don't I've, I've seen like a lot of people saying that they don't know if he's going to be good or not. And like, I think that that's kind of ridiculous because there's no one who's ever been as like stupidly competitive as Tom Brady. Like if. You think that dude is not going to like. Yeah, it's also just easy money to, to, to hire a quarterback the year after that because they can just spill all the beans on like what all the teams are doing and what all the like mm-hmm. actual tactical reasons are. That's just like stealing candy from a baby for bros sitting at home being like, oh, yeah, I want the inside knowledge, Tom. Give it to me straight into my veins. <laughs> 
Are you, are you imitating me or Dan? I'm imitating just like general bro man who like wakes general up every Sunday man. morning. Okay, general bro man. That's definitely yeah, the what shittiest general you. of all time. Yeah. He's one of the 14 Russians who have died in Ukraine. <laughs> all right. Anything else? That's it. Go Celtics right. tonight. Let's go. Yeah, Glory let's to Ukraine. Go. Glory to Ukraine. Good old Captain Jack Sparrow. Talk to you then.